All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. What are you doing to my tree? It was like, it's following me. <laughs> it's all over me. It really is. It's, I guess it's been growing into the space that hasn't been occupied for months. That could be true. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, now it's, I moved it a little bit. Yeah. It's like a tree has literally grown where I was sitting. <laughs> I've had that tree for years and you know, it's ugly. It's unwell. It is the most durable thing in this nice. entire house. Where did you get it from? Like Kent, like 10 years ago. Nice. What'd you pay for it? <laughs> what was one of these run you? Like, I don't know, like 30 bucks or something. And it was much smaller. And there were like full months where I never watered it. And it was like dead. Yeah. One time a cat um, peed in it and I had to repot it. Oh, wow. And Good on you for repotting. Yeah. Look at it go. Well, you see those like dead stumps at the bottom. That's where I had to like cut uh, off complete like, oh, wow. like dead siblings of these little trees anyway i'm kind of proud of them it's interesting i need to get a new pot because i've had like a work plant literally since i went to k-rock i went on a little mini remote there and it was at a plant store den hans plant place and middle so this is why you asked me what i paid for my plant because you just have this weird savant memory for plant purchases no 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 because i find that plant and trees are actually like more expensive than you think like i would think that would be more than thirty dollars um but I ended up getting this like succulent and it was small at the time and I brought it to work and I was like, this is going to be my work plan. I'll just like keep it here. And I ended up keeping it through like two jobs and now it's at my house because I work from home and I've kind of neglected it and it's kind of falling apart, but it's yeah. like, it's healthy in areas because it's, so I could definitely like just repot it and put the living parts. Cause like it's the most resilient kind of plant ever that's what's great about a succulent is that they'll they're they're really like expecting you to treat them badly yes so they've kind of come into this world ready for that and now it's gone from a a work plant to just a house plant sure well you could bring it to the fire hall no i don't know if i could (laughs) you don't don't want to be that new guy who's like where am i gonna put my plant the new guy who's always bringing his plants places (laughs) yeah i don't know i think that there's probably a camaraderie there where they'd be like oh we better take care of matt's plant he's Uh, not here today oh cool plant yeah maybe (laughs) but day one is a rough day to do that yeah (laughs) it's such a power move hey this guy brought his plant to recruit training (laughs) we don't really know how to react to it we don't really have a place for it he himself doesn't really have a place yet but like (laughs) his plant is here there's not really a protocol nor should there be (laughs) i don't know i'm not totally um out on this idea i think that that someone should okay if not you who <laughs> yeah <laughs> well imagine i see someone else roll up with the plant that day I'll, Damn it. I'll just like stand and applaud missed opportunity you sir or ma'am they would be so confused if two guys showed up with the plant. <laughs> we just exchange them with each other <laughs> these two are going to be friends <laughs> these two weirdos all right everyone pick one partner <laughs> i guess you two with the plant yeah, the plant guys we've got to figure it out <laughs> uh how you doing welcome back Good, thank you. Yes, nice to be back in a room with you. We don't have to worry about each other's Wi-Fi and clippy noises. And I know. Yeah, that's been that really stuff. bad lately. It's real time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, been good. Just like kind of on like a downslope of of content right now. I found like I, I had to watch. I, we had to watch the Tinder Swindler. Like this is where we are with with. But that doesn't content. doesn't exactly put you in some kind of. Uh, uh, sickly minority people no, are all no, over no. that yeah it's it's actually kind of a crazy story like it's obviously um it, i it was more entertaining than i thought but uh yeah watched that keeping up with gemstones um watch nightmare alley oh okay nightmare alley pretty good a best picture nominee i believe best picture nominee it's it's not as good as power of the dog in my opinion are they comparable like totally? well no no not really okay it's like like power of the dog was like a good interesting watch and nightmare alley was like good and longer and bradley cooper was really good in it yeah um and it was like you know guillermo del toro so it was kind of interesting but this it just felt like it took a lot longer to get through power of the dog really feels like this year's nomadland not because the two movies are anything alike but just because they are the obvious like cinematic feat mm. and so if they went any award in any category, no one's going to be surprised. But I don't think any of their awards are necessarily a shoe in right now. Right. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. And increasingly, we're going to talk about him again later. Increasingly, I think best lead actor is Will Smith's to lose. Yeah, there's mo- there's a lot more talk going on about a that movie. Yeah, like I just heard like fantasy and uh, and Bill Simmons say like, no, it was actually a great movie. I've he, heard like, that. Felt good afterwards, and Will Smith killed it, and he deserves this for. I was like, okay. Well, and there's no one else really in the running right now who would be getting like a career Oscar. And I haven't seen King Richard. And for all I know, he's really good and he deserves to win specifically for this movie. But if somebody was going to win an award this year for the career that has thus far not been honored by the Academy, yeah, that would be Will Smith. Right. This is his flight. I guess so. But Denzel didn't win for flight. Yeah, he did. Really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, he didn't get one for training day. So he got one for flight. Man, I honestly, Denzel Washington's a bit of a blind spot for me. He's great. Sure. Like he, no question, but like hasn't been in something really. I know, I know he's nominated for like tragedy of Macbeth right now, mm-hmm. which I know nothing of, but well, um, it's, it's, it's great, Macbeth. It's this great play. But. It is. It is just Macbeth. They're, yeah. With like, I, I wasn't sure if they put like a new slant on it. Cause it was like a Coen brothers thing or, well, it's specifically just Joel Cohen has nothing to do with Ethan, okay. which is the first time that's ever happened. A Cohen bro pro. I don't know why the decision to call it the tragedy of Macbeth. I don't know if it's like one of those cases where like technically Macbeth is called the tragedy of Macbeth the way like Hamlet is actually called like the, the, the Prince of Denmark or whatever it's like, there's like a longer <laughs> sure. name of it. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like, I mean, I, I it's probably not the full script verbatim, but I think they have, you know, uh, chosen their version of Macbeth to, to tell okay. with Fran McDormand and black and white. And apparently it's good. Yeah, they have to put Fran McDormand in it. Yes, yeah. It only makes sense. Uh, yeah, maybe I should watch it. It's just online anyway, isn't it? Well, what do you mean by online? Uh, maybe it, maybe I saw it in a source where it's not supposed to be. Well, you t- is, yeah. it, is it on Netflix? No. Okay. No. You told me about this other place, this other <laughs> service before. This place where no one shall go. I don't know if we should call it a service exactly, but I did the shady thing and looked it up and couldn't find no King Richard on there. Remember you told me about, about something? Yeah. I forget what it was called. Yeah. It's called Plex. Yeah, Plex. Now, I don't have any... I'm not, I'm not sure if there's like a payment made, but I know that there's other people that can be on the account. So I'll, I'm just tailing onto someone else's account. Yeah, that's cool. And so whatever movies There get is no payment for, 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 for Plex, for what it's worth. So oh, there I, isn't. So okay. I think probably what happened was you were like, yeah, King Richard's on Plex. And then I went to look and it wasn't there because the studios were like, take that down right now. Gotcha. Or or maybe it gets uploaded from like another source. Yeah, I don't know. And then it just goes on like your account kind of, I don't know. Maybe so. I have no idea. You want to talk about the Super Bowl? Yeah, let's do it. Well, I watched the whole thing. Did you? Yeah. What'd you think? Sure. Good game, o- I guess. Overall, the game wasn't like, it wasn't phenomenal. It wasn't awful. Well, I thought it was fine not knowing very much. Yeah. I thought it was fine, except there in that final quarter, I was just very bored and sleepy. It was, I like... I was watching with a group of people and there were four minutes left and I was like, guys, there's only four minutes left of this Super Bowl game and they're yeah. like marching down the field, right? Like the Rams are marching down the field to take the lead. I can't believe we haven't really been like paying that much attention to it, but it doesn't well, seem that exciting. First nothing happened. Yeah, nothing happened for that. Like it was 16, 14 or something for like the longest, longest time. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I thought it was fine. I thought, well, well the halftime show was pretty good. Halftime show was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably one of the stronger ones. Like it was one of, like you know how I said like I wasn't excited for it, but afterwards you always kind of like look back and go like, all right, where does that rank? That was one of the better ones. I agree. I think it's one of the ones you'll remember. Yeah. You'll be able to picture those white houses for a long time. Totally, it was just very specific and and odd. And the fitty cameo was cool. Yeah, I found it weird that that uh, yeah people thought the the fitty the fitty ca- uh, cameo was like kind of funny because yeah. he just comes down you're a not expecting it and b he's like 75 pounds more than he's weighed before oh yeah he was pretty out of breath the whole time yeah but he does that in the video for for that song right he's yeah, upside down exactly in the video. yeah and in the club and uh and so that was fun uh he was a surprise that people weren't expecting and uh eminem was great obviously he chose the song that you're supposed to choose which is That's, lose yourself yeah but it was weird that he kind of didn't do more stuff I was a little disappointed by Eminem. Like, he's still as good as ever. But, I mean, yeah, that's just, like, the most obvious song for him to do. And I guess that there's, like, an athletic, an athleticism to the theme of Lose Yourself. Yeah. Um, Although he was kind of, like, anti-NFL in his 
in his protest. So I don't know that he was like, like tailoring his performance to, Hey, we're at a football game. Right. But, um, I think it's probably just a crowd pleaser. This oh, is for the sure. song that the most people like, and everybody agrees is fabulous. For sure. Um, I actually thought Kendrick's part was like the most impressive part. Yes. It was amazing. Like, why, like no one's really talking about that as much. And but why? It was so cool. The choreography, like, I don't know that much about Kendrick other than that. He's like profoundly accomplished. Yeah. Um, I but, love Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. He, but he was just like, I couldn't take my eyes off him mm-hmm. and like not knowing the song or anything, just the, the, there was a hypnotism, I think a hypnoticism mm-hmm. to the, to the 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 marching cluster of people yeah. and it was so cool yeah he's also very wee isn't he he's a small guy yeah yeah i think he's like below like five six kind of thing mm-hmm. oh man that's all i have to say about the super bowl but i thought it was okay yeah rams won sure so i, I finished the graduate which i told you i, I started watching the graduate yeah. finished that that movie's amazing yeah but you I, loved it and again i know it's like everybody knows that but it like, ends with like the limo ride where they're kind of like unsure and like looking at each other like maybe i also thought it was something. a limo ride oh it's not it's oh, not it's a bus ride well i just like it, that it's so funny like i thought i knew the graduate without having seen it i was like yeah but i get it like yeah. i think i i get but there's so much about that movie that like I didn't know. And, and particularly that last shot, having seen that last shot through other things, being a person in the world, it wasn't enough until right. you actually see the whole thing. Wow, okay. it, was just, it was just great. Just really cool. Wasn't it also parody, parodied in like Wayne's World 2? Possibly. I don't think I've seen Wayne's World 2. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've been watching this documentary about J.D. Salinger on Amazon Prime. It's called Salinger. Okay. And first off, I'll say it's not very good. I don't think it's a very good movie. In fact, that... It all seems to be hinging on like the mythology of this guy who dropped one great book and then just disappeared. And everybody kind of like stopped their lives to read Catcher on the Rye and like couldn't believe how well seen they felt by this book. And like, really, I think it's just about a guy who's kind of antisocial and and had all the money he ever needed. And like, Mm -hmm. he never makes an appearance in this documentary. He's dead now. The movie came up before he was. But like, he's never showing up in this. So it's just like a bunch of literary scholars across a very broad spectrum talk and like also just some like lunatics who read catcher in the rye in the 70s and like like think that he's their god just like getting all these different anecdotal uh thoughts on like how significant jd salinger was while also telling his life story so i find it interesting but i think the movie is deeply insignificant yeah it doesn't seem like it needs to even be anything longer than like a 20 minute tribute thing i mean some of the background was kind of cool that i didn't know that like he's this guy who had a tremendous amount of confidence in his uh expectations of greatness but Mm -hmm. he actually had to like get uh post-traumatic stress in order to be able to write something great oh so he like went away to world war ii Uh, Uh. he was uh in combat for 299 days and like the rule of thumb i guess is like during those days if you're in combat for 200 days you are no longer sane. At, at like 200 days, you have lost your marbles for wow. the lack of a less insensitive term. He was there for basically 300, comes back uh, and just like in a, in a fugue state, writes this book. Uh, it's released through, I think, The New Yorker or something um, serially, and then it comes out and it changes the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a little bit uh, about the glass family and he wrote some short stories but essentially like that was it he wrote his seventy five thousand words and just gtfo that's kind of cool yeah that's sweet yeah hopefully you don't do that with short mercy no i hope i don't do that <laughs> i hope i can do better you gotta go to war first though maybe that's the thing i'll do 400 days yeah. of combat and then we'll see <laughs> what happens really inspired <laughs> harper lee's the other one she writes this one book wins a yeah. pulitzer prize and then she writes the sequel when she's like 85 <laughs> and dies a year later. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough follow up. Yeah. Um, I did watch um, the, there's a movie with Charlie Day and. Uh, I watched that. Did you? It was yeah, good. I want you back. It was really good. Nice. Okay. I'm happy you watch it. I was going to recommend it to you. I wasn't sure that you could get like super nitpicky about it if you wanted to. Oh, sure. But it was like, it was a good watch. It was, it was like a fun watch. It was funny. Yes. It was like a perfect rom-com. I'm happy you watched it because I was like, ah, if we don't see eye to eye on this, then I don't know what we will see eye to eye. Absolutely. It was, and in fact, we've really been living through a long quality rom-com drought. 
Mm. Yes, yeah. there are some some little nitpicks that you could you could take with like just some stuff that feels a little bit like plot forced, but I don't even mm. want to go into it because they're just both so charming. Yeah. And it was trying really hard to follow in the tradition of the rom-com greats like your Nora Ephron movies. Like yeah. it really had a Harry and Sally quality to it, but it was completely modern. It was a little R-rated, which was fun. Yep. Um and it had a good plot. Like in the first 45 minutes, I was like, we're covering a lot of story in yeah. very little time. Yeah. Um, so I liked it. I really like Jenny, Jenny Slate. I think Jenny Slate's does. great. It's so funny. Yeah. 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 I'm uh, I'm a stan. And I, I kind of was like, I love that I was able to watch it. But with Amazon Prime, I'm like, is that going to be anything? Yeah. Uh, I kind of wish it almost like went to Netflix, you know? Well, I think Amazon Prime movies are sometimes better than their shows like they've got this yeah. like big deal of a movie studio that does like manchester by the sea and being the ricardos right, and true. like and their shows are not they're not always like write-offs either like they've got Maisel, yeah and then yeah, right and then they've got reacher and so they've they've mm-hmm. got this broad spectrum of stuff that people watch i mean the krasinski reacher what's it called jack ryan jack like ryan. that that's that's not that's a small a successful thing. one yeah um and just in general, like Amazon's the biggest company in the world, probably. But I, I yeah. also know what you mean. Like, it seems like there's some BS. Yeah, there there's, there seems to be a lot of uh, filler. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that they acquire afterward. Like, I think that's where I was watching Never Been Kissed. Like, there's right. just, if you're just going to scroll looking for something that you, like, have seen before and you might like yeah. to see again, you're probably not going to find it on Prime. No, no. I tend to think. Um, some news about uh, Stranger Things. Man, that's basically all the the news today is just like what's been renewed, right? What's coming out when, what hasn't been renewed? Actually, I don't think we have anything of that nature. Yeah, uh, Maisel renewed for season five. It's also their final season. Yep. And Stranger Things, ahead of season four premiering, is renewed for a fifth and final season, which is really good. It's hard to imagine it going on beyond that. But isn't it just a season four like cut in half? No. Okay. It is season four cut in half. Okay. Uh, being released on May 27th and then July 1st, which I like. Mm-hmm. Normally, I don't like this like two-part things. I'm not sure why they're doing this, but it's only six weeks apart. Yeah. And so that's cool. That kind of expands their overall footprint on the TV landscape this mm-hmm. year uh, and keeps it contained within late spring, early summer. I think that's fun. Season four, Stranger Things is going to be good. And I also kind of think they were halfway through producing season four when they shut down for COVID. Right. And those kids got know, older. Yeah. And so that's why they've had to like hard limit a halfway point in the middle of this season yeah and then they'll come back for season five you know in another six years or something um atlanta is going to end with season four i saw that now has there been three seasons of atlanta no so season three is what's coming out okay so we got we've only had two seasons so we got a ways to go with that uh but but season four apparently is coming out in like september what so they produced two it's gonna seasons. come out in like the fall yeah and see, so they were doing like a back-to-back sitting on them. kind of thing yeah. i love that yeah me too i like having something in the holster and i i feel like something that we didn't bring up and dave got renewed too yeah i got it here oh okay yeah we'll keep going through it and the only other thing i'll say about stranger things is that um i understood when they shut down for covid reasons mm-hmm. because everything was shutting down but we've seen amply around us that you can make stuff during covid right so why in the world has it taken them this long like i think we talked about it recently like uh chief hopper disappearing into the explosion at the end of season three yeah was like three and a half years ago right and i'm pretty sure they could have done this a little faster Mm, i well i think the demogorgon has emphysema (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's retired now yeah he's he's, wears one of those old green visors on a ventilator right right Dave renewed for season three, which is cool. So weird that it took that long. It's just not a buzzy show. It's not a buzzy show, but it's just like usually you hear after even like within the month after a show ended or like halfway through like, okay, they're getting another season. This is like, I think it ended like last summer. You're right. Well, when it, when it's renewed with a bullet, when it's like a foregone conclusion, they just renew it while it's still part of the conversation. Right. And this might be a bad sign for its longevity i mean it's great that it's getting a third season that's all we really need to care care about is like what's coming next but maybe this speaks a little bit to its fragility yeah which wouldn't be surprising because it's not like it's not like fleabag it's not for everyone right yeah. <laughs> no it's not for everyone <laughs> this surprised me a little bit uh how i met your father renewed for season two yeah jen loves it 
That's good. Yeah. But she she loves stuff that you would disagree. Like, she loves it because there is no Ted Mosby in it. And you yeah. would say, well, Hilary Duff is Ted Mosby. You just don't know it because you didn't really watch that much of the And by the way, show. that wasn't a deal breaker for me either. No? Because okay. as established, I like Duff. Yeah. And I- She I, loves Duff, too. Yeah. I like the, the sensibility of the show. I, I think that it probably has to grow beyond its pilot, but what sitcom doesn't? Right. How's Jen watching it? Is it on the plus now? uh no it's on she, plex <laughs> she has she has her ways <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah no it's supposed to be on disney plus i think in march and so i'll catch up with it then okay i want it to be successful i think that's fine yeah and cool. i'm curious to I see like how, how they recycle sets because when they brought the apartment back i thought that was terribly cool barry at long last yeah. premiering season three april 24th april 24th cool love that so that's very soon yeah well yeah, sort of i kind of wonder where they're gonna pick up from what happened I'm, oh, I, I guess he, he was like in a play. Yeah. Yeah, but also... He was amazing, right? He did a monologue in a play. Right, after murdering someone. Yeah. And then... Oh, no, you, that's what it is. Yeah. Is um something to do with uh his uh his manager, the... What's yes. the guy's the guy? Stephen Root. Something to do with him. Fuchs. He was... Fuchs. He I was, think he like vowed to he like was gonna, kill Fuchs. No, I think Fuchs was going to kill Henry Winkler. Right. That's where we cut it off. I think that might have happened. No way Henry Winkler's dead. They left us on a cliffhanger. They, they can't get okay. rid of He's like the, the heart and soul of the show. No disrespect to Bill Hader, who's amazing, but right. like, no, that's cutting it, off your, it would your be right a, hand. It would be a big thing. To... Yeah. No, I think they made it look like that. They wanted us to, to be left hanging, but gotcha. And it might be nasty, and I think Henry Winkler's going to be on to Barry now, because mm -hmm. he hasn't been thus far. Right. But no, I don't think the show can... He's not expendable on the show. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. But we've seen it before. Where was somebody cut from the show for reasons just chosen by the writer, not because the actor was toxic or whatever? Like, where was somebody cut from the show and it seemed like a bad idea and then it worked out okay in the end? Uh, I mean, I'm thinking like... Well, like... Game of Thrones, probably Sopranos. Game of Thrones is a good answer. Um, I would say uh, Breaking Bad had a couple, didn't it? Game of Thrones like really succeeded in establishing a sense of anxiety in its audience, and that was like part of the the magic of the show is right. like reminding you ever so often that. Do not get comfortable. No one's safe. And that's kind of the point of Game of Thrones. Season one, episode eight, when they killed Ned Stark. Right. That was like like maybe the most shocked I've At ever At the time, been. he's like the main character yeah, of the, the show. Yeah, the show centered around him. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Right. Well, I remember thinking when they supposedly killed Chief Hopper, to go back to Stranger Things, I right. was like, I don't think so, because I don't think he's expendable yeah. for the show to stay good. And there's a lot of charming people in that show. There are actually not a lot of charming people in Barry. No. No, true. Yeah, actually, you're right. That might be why they have to keep Winkler. I think they got to keep Winkler. And he won an Emmy. He's, like, good for the show. Yeah. Uh, Quiet Place 3 com comes out in 2025. I don't I, know why that's news. It's I a think, slow news week. I think that's probably the finale. Because we talked yeah. about how the middle one was kind of, like, them maybe establishing, like, a home base, like, mm -hmm. a safe place, and, like, how where they could make, I don't know, a plan on. Something that we pointed out was that the movie ends with them not together. Yeah. The family's still separated at the end of two and something we thought was like, it would be cool if they waited 10 years to reunite this family. Mm. And they're not doing that. They're waiting like five years, but that's still pretty cool. Yeah. The yeah. kid will be like uh, Noah Jupe. He'll be like 18 or 19 and that's kind of sick. Yeah. And on it. Yeah, for sure. And oh, this is great. Only Murders in the Building is adding Michael Rappaport for season two. And that is such an interesting clash of tones that I can't wait to see it. Whoa, he's getting a, like a lot of hate. Is he? Yeah, I feel like if you do a deep dive on Michael Rappaport, I I don't know if you'd like what you found. Well, he had a domestic incident at his house. Is that what you're talking about? I think there was that. I think he was just like picking fights with, like he picked fight with like Bill. He used to be like a regular kind of on Bill Simmons. That's true. And then he was like not anymore because he was trying to pimp this book. Mm. Um, and I should say promote this book <laughs> and uh, he they didn't like people didn't want to 
want to go ahead with it for whatever reason. Um, he like he, the book got canceled. No, no, he, like the promotion. Like people were like, "No, we don't want to promote it or whatever." Or maybe it was like, "Yeah, we will, but just not right now." And mm-hmm. he got all up in arms with like everyone. And Barstool Sports was even another one, which I weirdly, knew there was like, a Barstool incident. Yeah, and they like went after him like pretty hard. I think. Well, I think he probably forgets his place sometimes when he's like involved with a media organization because that's what he's celebrated for uh, within Stern culture mm. is like being that guy who's like kind of a lunatic with his temper yeah. and, and his like willingness to say anything. Is he on Stern a lot? Yeah, yeah, totally. And okay. he like comes on and just like says horrible things about the other staff and they just kind of like accept it because they're all nuts. Gotcha. But if he behaves that way at the ringer, that's not okay. Right. What's interesting is that he also has this like side gig that's over now, but in the last five years, he's been that guy on Atypical who's such a sweetheart. And it reminds everybody that like Rappaport actually started as an actor and he's a pretty good one. Yeah. But I don't see the purpose of putting him in only murders in the building, if not to make him be some version of Michael Rappaport, because like that's, it's a show about central New York. It's a show about New York and it's a show about like weird people and attitudes and like, don't make them nice. Yeah. Make them, and, and it's an R-rated show. Like they say the F word in that show. Like right. let him be Rappaport. Yeah. Let him be Rappaport. That's the name of his bio. <laughs> yeah. Let Bartlett be Bartlett. Jack Quaid uh, is joining Nolan's Oppenheimer. I don't care about Jack Quaid mm. really. No. And I don't, I don't really know enough about Oppenheimer except for that every time somebody gets added to that movie, I feel like I have to bring it up. I actually like because... Jack Quaid a lot. I don't know if you've seen him in like, you should watch like a couple of his interviews because he seems like a super like down to earth yet really like down to like do improv and yeah. just like be like kind I mean, of a goofy he, guy he's a good front and center for that show that i don't care for yeah um and he's a good looking kid you know who his parents are yeah um and so maybe he's here to stay and like i can see how he has movie star potential mm-hmm. i'm really just bringing it up because Oppenheim- oppenheimer continues to be to just like bring up it's like more star studded than don't look up at this point yeah i think it'll be better yeah, i hope so <laughs> And uh, Ivan Reitman died. He was only 75 years old. Yeah, that's sad. It is sad. Have you watched the new Ghostbusters yet? No, I don't imagine I will. No. I don't care about Ghostbusters at all. Gotcha. I've seen the first Ghostbusters, but I don't, I'm not even sure like I was really watching it. Like I can rem- hmm. I can picture a time when it was on and I was in the room when I was a kid. Oh, and that's funny. I feel like you'd kind of have an appreciation for it. Really? Yeah. Is that because of the Princess Bride fan in me? Mm. It could be that. It could also just be like a fan, uh, like you being a fan of, I don't know, like kind of a an SNL somewhat like historian and and being able to like appreciate those performances. And Bill Murray's really funny in it. Well, obviously he's a legend, but like Denzel, for a long time he was a bit of a blind spot for me. Mm. I didn't see Groundhog Day until last year for the first right. time. I saw Lost in Translation the year before that. I've seen the Wes Anderson movies, but like I'm not a Stripes fan or yeah, a Caddyshack fan. Stripes or, or Meatballs. Oh, yeah. Caddyshack's yeah. a funny one. Yeah. None of it. Gotcha. Yeah. That's all I got. Um, did you hear who's hosting the Oscars? Oh, I was going to put that on the on the sheet. I forgot <laughs> it's, about it. It's like Wanda Sykes and Amy Schumer. And who's the third one? Regina Hall. And who's Regina Hall? Like Scary Movie. And she was oh, also yeah, in yeah, Nine yeah. Perfect Strangers. She's like yeah. a good actor, but it's just such a weird mad lib of people. Right. Uh, and it's disappointing because I thought it was going to be the Murders in the Building crew. Yeah. Or somebody cool. And it just seems like they like... They're talking about Tom Holland and Zendaya for a little bit. Honestly, that would be that would be really cool because there's like yeah. a Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers quality mm. to those two right now. And they're like, they are very much established as like the pinnacle of young Hollywood. Right. And everyone likes them. So I never even thought of that, but that's a cool idea. I need to watch the new Euphoria, by the way. Although it's like season two, episode eight. You're doing it, eh? I think I'm just going to like dive in and watch that one and maybe go back after. I've gone in a bit of an arc with my uh, thoughts about Euphoria without having seen any more than the pilot like three years ago. But like I thought I had an opportunity like with Succession to just like get in on the show that people are psyched about. And now I'm starting to get nervous about it again because like we haven't put it on and I'm hearing all these things about like how depressing and and mm. and scary it often is when when addressing like addicted teens. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It is kind of scary. Like like the the last episode where Zendaya like ends up going. It's Zendaya, right? Not Zendaya. It is Zendaya. Zendaya. Yes. She ends up going on like a like she's addicted to opiates. Right, and she ends up going on. It's like good time. Like they're mm. just like fiending, going to like shabby places to find like 
kind of like following her through a night while she's like kind of like making eyes at the camera and just like I don't know. It was interesting. I was like, I'm I'm just here to watch this performance. Every single week, there's new euphoria and there's some new think piece about Sydney Sweeney and how yeah. she had to like climb over a hill of doubt in order to be famous. I think she's like a megastar now. This just happened in the last couple of weeks. We called like, this. We said she's the new Julia Garner. We're like, the, remember this name. This person's going to be famous. She is, man. I, I think she's like, she's almost like the new Zendaya. <laughs> like, I don't think so. No, no. Because, but I just mean like she's she's a young like like you look through her Instagram page and it's all like straight up model shots with like yeah. a really like quippy piece underneath and then like I don't know I think people just kind of love her like she's becoming like the she's probably mm-hmm. gonna be the next person in uh, Nolan's Oppenheimer. I mean, she's a big deal. She's had a pretty good year. Yeah. Um. And what about Maude Apatow? Does she like pop up in that show very much? She did, uh, like. Yeah, the first scene that I saw, I was like, whoa, that's Maude Apatow. Yeah. What she did, and she, I don't know, she was trying to like control her mom from like freaking out while Zendaya was on drugs. Maybe I'll give it Something a shot. Like I'm disappointed about the Oscar host uh, circuit because like it, it really just feels like they went to a lab and tried to figure out what people want. I'm not an Amy Schumer hater, and I, I guess I like Wanda Sykes, but it just like, it reminds me of Cedric the Entertainer hosting the Emmys. I'm just like, what the mm-hmm. hell is going on? Why? Yeah. What what does this have anything to do with right now? Right. Yeah, kind of a hilarious mishmash of, of people. Yeah, so I'm a little disappointed about that. Uh, no other content you're consuming? No, it was bad. It was like not it was really hard to come up with things. Although I mentioned Julia Garner. We both we considered doing a podcast about inventing Anna. Yeah. I watched five minutes of it and I was like, I gotta turn this off. I can't spend my Friday evening like this. It's fair. Like at like I there's not a lot there for me. No. I'm like forcing my, it feels like every episode's four hours <laughs> and I, I have no interest in watching it. Well, and it's not even really, is it centered around her or is it more centered around Anna Chlumsky? Yeah, it's more centered around her and then like she's getting some backstory and stuff. So it's showing like flashbacks of like people telling stories about their time with Anna. I can't figure out what it wants to be because I get that like the accent she's doing is supposed to sound kind of bad because the character's a con artist and her accent is in fact fake, right? Right. She's Russian, but she's trying to put on a German accent. Like she's, she doesn't want people to know that she's Russian, but it feels like kind of inconsistent still, but maybe it's supposed to be. But the weird thing about that is that like, uh, Julia Garner has consistently turned in really convincing accents. That's like, true. Like that's the thing you'd yeah. say about Julia Garner right. is that through Ozark or or Dirty John, she does these like accents that are oddly convincing. Right. What and does so, she do in Dirty John? She does like a Valley Girl accent, but oh, it, but okay. it, it sells. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in this, it was just uh, it was like a lot of flash, and the music was overproduced, and I couldn't hear the narration, yeah. and y- you made an interesting comment, which is that she's just taking on too much. She's doing too many things. That she, might be. There was a really funny scene where, like, I had to laugh. Uh, she's, like, confronting her partner or something at one point, and she's like, who I am doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't matter. Mm. And she basically ends up saying, like, listen, if you need to know my backstory, then this isn't gonna work. And she's saying this to, like, a, rom- a romantic partner. Ah. <laughs> and he's like, I've known you for like three months. Now right. I'm just supposed to like forget. It. But he doesn't say that. He's just like, okay, I believe in you. Oh. Like, what is this? But it's a true story. Like there's or yeah. there's nuggets well, of truth in it. Well, the yeah, the show starts and it's like this show is is totally true except for the parts that are completely made up or oh, something. That's right. I yeah. hate when shows do that. Yeah. I really hate it. It bugs me a lot. Yeah. Have you been watching more Pam and Tommy? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I still don't mind it, but I I do I think there's more pieces coming out about like how it's kind of exploitative and its nature. And, well, and when they even, do the whole they lost a baby thing, I was like, we shouldn't see this. They yeah. shouldn't be touching this. They don't have permission to do a movie about this. Yeah, the, and but the funny thing is, it's kind of like I don't know. I guess that's also the show is showing how exploitative the tape was. But yeah, it's just rehashing the whole thing. I know. I missed Seth Rogen this week too. On... He wasn't in it. Oh yeah. Oh, so you have been watching it all. Yeah. Okay, you're caught up. Yeah. I, I didn't think you were gonna watch any more of it. Yeah. No, I told you I would, okay. and I would I would judge myself for doing so. Okay. Yeah. yeah this this uh, episode um, was good. I just watched it last night because hmm. it can't, comes out on Wednesday, right? Yeah. Um, this one kind of played the 
uh, sympathize with Tommy card. Like he wasn't, he was like trying his best and kind of just like not getting any credit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely, she was the only one who didn't want the, didn't want to sue because she didn't want to call any attention to it. Right. And ended up being her and the agent that were right about that. And I, I gather that it's a true story and I don't pretend to have any kind of like legal savvy but I just can't figure out how this isn't a slam dunk for them. Like, how how is Hustler or whatever, Penthouse, allowed to share yeah. this? They yeah, didn't he, sign anything. He tries to say it's like the First Amendment. It's like not. Be. It's not. I wonder if it's because it's like information that's technically publicly available. Yeah, but lots of stuff that's illegal is publicly available. Yeah. Well, I think they, I think we've fine-tuned those rules. I, I guess that's right. This, <laughs> this is like the birth, the birth of, the of we need to lay some ground rules yeah. for this. There's a couple of movie trailers we wanted to talk about. You brought my attention to the Chippendale, uh, Chippendale's, what, what, Chippendale, right? Yeah, Rescue Rangers. Yeah, okay. Um, and that's kind of a cool little funky spin. Yeah. Lonely Wasn't Island, no less. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, is Lonely Island completely behind it? I don't think they're against it. Yeah, they they posted it. I I just yeah. I just meant like, did they do it? I don't know. Is it a Lonely Island joint? I think it's a Disney joint, and right. like maybe they like actually called in some cool folks to work on it. But it's yeah. it's Andy and and Mulaney, right? Are, are Chip and Dale? Yeah. But it's like it's one of those classic like Muppet stories where like they've come back from having had their heyday twenty years ago. Yeah. And, and one of them is CGI and the other is still right. like two dimensional animated. I think that's like such a cool take. And like Roger Rabbit style on top of all of that. And oh. there are other animations and they're kind of like commenting on what those animations are like, including like Seth Rogen's character. Oh, is Rogen in there too? Yeah. They're like, oh, he's like a video game character. Like you're like that video game character where we can't tell where your eyes are. And he's like, <laughs> can't you see? I'm just like looking right at you. Uh, that's going to be good. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. That's yeah. fine. Uh, nope, which had a trailer come out just yeah. before the Super Bowl, but I think the idea was we're going to play this during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, not of planet Earth. Oh, is that what it stands for? I think so. Oh, cool. Yeah. I like that. This is a new Jordan Peele movie, and it looks like an alien horror movie. Yeah. And it's Daniel Kalu- Kaluuya, Steven, Steven Yeun. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it looks at first to be like quite light, and just mm-hmm. the trailer gets progressively dark. Crazier and yeah, crazy. Crazy. Yeah. But maybe not horrifying. Like, I can't really tell, but, like, I kind of got the sense that, like, maybe this would be more like Get Out, which yeah. is a horror movie I can watch and enjoy, as opposed to Us, which I just know for sure I could not handle that movie. Yeah, it's kind of like more of, yeah, that that's a little too psychological. I like, I think a, I like a thriller and I like a monster movie. I think it's going to be a, like a thriller alien style movie, a la Alien, Signs, that kind of. That's good. That I think I can vibe. handle that and I'd like to see his new movie. And did were you able to find the trailer for this new Elvis movie, the Baz Luhrmann no, movie? No, I, I actually kind of forgot. Yeah, that's okay. I got tied up. This is a movie we've been hearing about for a long time, mm-hmm. um, with Austin Butler, I think, is the the guy's name playing Elvis, and it's a a biopic, I guess, in a traditional sense, except for that it's Baz Luhrmann, who's like Moulin Rouge and Romeo yeah. plus Juliet, this like very stylish, odd great Australian Gatsby. director. Yeah, the Great Gatsby movie, which wasn't. I remembered it not being great. I rewatched it recently. Thought it was okay. You liked it. Um, yeah, and and also notably, this is the movie where Tom Hanks got COVID, where he's playing Colonel Tom pa- Tom Parker, who's like right. the archetypical evil manager who guided your your uh, precious pop star into darkness. Right. Um, it looks good. It looks busy and and very Baz Luhrmanny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, stoked for it. I I, <laughs> I need to see a trailer for yeah, it. You can't help me. I, I'm not okay. a huge Baz Luhrmann fan. I'm not either. Yeah, actually, no. I thought Romeo plus Juliet was kind of cool, mm-hmm. but can't really speak to anything else he's done. I don't think I've seen, I guess I've seen Great Gatsby twice. I don't think I've seen any of the other movies more than that. Mm. And I only saw like Moulin Rouge once. I think that's kind of his like, his most iconic movie that's his. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Could, I've never seen Moulin Rouge. Oh. Yeah. It's for, strangely, it had like a very big moment and now people don't like rewatch Moulin Rouge. Right. I'm not sure why. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should. Maybe we'll do a podcast with Moulin Rouge. The Moulin Rewatch. We'll do Baz Week. Re- Rewatch and Rouge with Sweets and Slang. <laughs> Are we going to do uh, like a, a like a chat about Reacher or should we just like make this the, the Bel Air episode? We can make it the Bel Air episode. Like I can I can talk about it. Yeah. Tell me what's going on in Reacher because you're psyched about the show. Okay, cool. So you want me to do like an, a, an episode one recap? Sure. If that's what you want. Yeah. Okay, cool. So episode one, essentially like he's a 
hulk of a man and he's just shows him walking into town now we've got some some pretext of a of a murder that's happened and it seems like it was pretty well um taken care of people are like being shot and kicked or a person's being shot and kicked and like kind of thrown into the side of a of a wooded area or like a field um but like all the brass is being picked up and they're clearly wearing sort of like all of the ppe and stuff that would would not necessarily leave any DNA, so it's oh. very premeditated kind of thing. But it's like a street fight. S- no, no, it's just rough. Okay. And then they uh, then cut to Jack Reacher getting off a bus, basically like walking through uh, this town in Georgia, and uh, no one really knows why he's there. He shows up to like have pie, and <laughs> then he gets arrested forget why he gets arrested though people oh because people think he's the one who murdered people think that this huge lumbering man is the one who murdered this guy i mean yeah it's like small town sure who's this new guy big scary huge guy yeah don't really trust him anyways turns out he's like military investigator jack reacher so he goes Mm. to jail and kind of like slow rolls it doesn't like speak too too much about it but like he's like i i know about the murder and i can like help you with it a little bit and he kind of like spurts out some facts about it and the cops are kind of like well maybe we'll entertain it a little bit anyways then there's a suspect that they bring in that reacher kind of knows isn't the guy who did it um, but the guy apparently claims to have done it but there's like inconsistencies with his story so he just kind of thinks like well someone's putting him up to this he ends up going he like kind of figures it out and they put him and the this guy hubble in jail kind of like in protective custody to make sure that like no one can get at them because like murderers are after okay this hubble guy and so jack reacher's kind of supposed to wait they didn't send him to live with his auntie and uncle California. <laughs> exactly no that does not happen it's sort of like that though and so then they go to jail and there's like a cool scene where jack reacher f- dominates a bunch of people that are trying to kill this guy and there's it, it goes all the way to the top because he was supposed to be placed in like basically like solitary but ended up being put in gen pop ah. and so he has to gen pop some caps sure and some people's behind let me ask you something mm-hmm. uh does this newfound fascination with jack reacher give you any curiosity about the books by Lee Child, knowing that there's like 30 of them? No. Really? No, I don't want to get, like, that's just too much to take on. No, I'm not asking you to read 30 books, but like, oh, I know. if you were going to get on a plane for six hours, like, and you were in the little bookstore, like, do you think you could pick up a Jack Reacher book and like, actually maybe crush this book because you, you get yeah. it now? Yeah, it gives me hope that I could do that. Yeah, but will I do it? A, Probably not. Like a fascination about these like, these serialized drugstore like, paperbacks yeah. about some like masculine hero like, where you can just kind of get sucked into them. My mom actually loves like James Patterson. No. Uh, yeah. Like investigative, like murder kind Apparently, of Apparently like, James Patterson's like audience is by and large women. Yeah. Like, like 80% of his readers. You wouldn't think that for some reason, but yeah. yeah. So I think she's familiar with the. I don't know if she's read any of the Jack Reacher books, but I think she's read some of the Jack Ryan books. Okay. So like, She's in that world. Yeah, it is absolutely that world. Yeah. And I think even like uh, Robert Langdon kind of enters that context a little bit. Yeah. There are fewer of him, but it's essentially just like big 400 page thrillers about a guy who runs from someone with a gun. For as long as I can remember, she's read like almost exclusively books like that. Yeah. I think she's changed it up a little bit more, maybe softened in the last like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. But if there's a good book by an author that she likes, she's getting it. Sure. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I would do it. I'm, I'm sure I could get into it on a plane ride. Uh, anyways. I tell you, it's a great way for an author to make uh, a, little, a little cash. Oh, yeah. It's the only way, in fact, for an author to make to get a $100 million. A solid recurring character. <laughs> yeah. a, a Julius Pepperwood. Or, what is that? That's familiar. That's from New Girl. Oh, the okay. Pepperwood right. Chronicles. Yes. Nick's <laughs> series. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... Yeah, in the end, you find out that it's Jack Ryan or Jack Reacher's brother that was the one who was murdered. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this gives him a motive. Kind of a twist. Now he's angry. Totally. Jack Reacher is a ridiculous name for a person. 
And apparently he had the idea for the name when he was like at the grocery store or something and like had Tall to guy reach, reach for, something. for something. It was actually like <laughs> something so dumb. Which, I love it. Which kind of explains because the name is so dumb. He was just like, well, I guess it'll be Reacher. Well, and I haven't seen it, but this is what I wondered when you were talking about the Tom Cruise Reacher is I like, I think that maybe Jack Reacher as a brand is self-aware of it just being like schlocky and fun and like, yeah. and like kick ass, but like. Cruise plays it too real yeah. and then it just loses its kind of its its enjoyment. Yeah, he plays it too real, but he's also like he's almost like too smug. Yeah. Whereas like this guy is a little more like just kind of like like a little more like hmm? <laughs> you can see the expression on my face, and that's kind of what I'm trying to sure. to deliver. He's more eyebrows up than right. Cruise is like Cruise is like deep brooding yeah. kind of thing. But like still very doesn't give a lot of detail. Mm-hmm. He's like mysterious. Yeah, he's he's mysterious. He kind of knows knows the details. He's not scared to pull the trigger on someone whose back's turned if he just knows that they're like bad guys. Right. Tell me about this actor. Then is he? Does he have the goods? So apparently he's like uh, he's like a North Dakota actor. He's like thirty nine. He's lived a life. He was on. Uh, he's got kind of a, a notorious um american idol audition video no where he like gives paul abdul like a bit of like a like a show and she like loves him and then like <laughs> it, you can find it on youtube and then it kind of like flashes to his next audition and he's kind of like rubbing himself up and down and they're like okay. whoa dude you're taking this too far so and he's kind like, of a clown yeah a little bit and he's like hey and he, can, and he can sing a bit i guess he can sing all right and he like he's kind of like hey I uh, just realized that, you know, American Idol, if you take out the Mara, it says Alan Idol. And that kind of blew my mind, right? <laughs> like, oh, he's like no. expecting that to like be a funny joke that lands and everyone's just kind of like, all right, bud, you're wow. drinking your own Kool-Aid. Uh, now he's a big TV star. Now he's a big TV star. He was on an episode of New Girl, actually, fun, sure. funny enough, where he played uh, a huge man uh, with a micro penis. That was a, a. I think a, I saw a, that episode. That actually rings a bell. Yeah, that was the thing he did, and <clears throat> I guess he's on a podcast with like two other guys, and it, it, it's called like Enormous Humans or something, and it's okay. just about like two of his big buddies. Great. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's done some stuff. He did like a Reddit AMA. I don't know. It's fun. I guess I ask because like maybe he'll get invited to be in like the next Eternals or something like that. If he, if he shows that he has this totally. presence to be like a cool kick ass in like a really big way. Yeah. Yeah. He could be like a Momoa style figure for sure. What do you think of Batman? Is that going to work? I don't know. They're starting to turn up the gas on it. Like it's still two yeah. weeks out, but like they're already big time promoting this movie. Honestly, it felt like the movie was never going to come. So yeah. two weeks out seems like it's tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Pattinson was on Kimmel last night. He was oddly charming. He seemed to get a little bit more cool and and good with being a celebrity lately. I guess that comes with the territory of being literally Batman. Mm-hmm. I, I meant to to text you because uh, Bill Simmons had such a hilarious take where he thought like um, <laughs> he thought that Kristen Stewart does, it was unfathomable that she could be nominated for the Oscar and the movie. Was He's still like, hung up on her being Twilight. Uh, no, he just like hated that movie and hated oh. her performance. This happens it, with like, him every it. year though. Yeah. Every year there's totally. a movie that's objectively good. Yeah. It's just one. Yeah. I forget. I can't think of another example. La La Land, I think was one, but like there's always a movie where he cannot imagine why anyone likes it. Right. Uh, the, uh, the, <laughs> you, what do you, call, you call it the fish fucking movie. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's true. Becky calls it a nice piece of fish. <laughs> nice piece of fish. <laughs> Uh, so he didn't like that. Wish like that one was a little more mainstream hate. But there was another one, the the same movie that he three billboards. He really didn't like that. Jackie Kennedy did a yeah. Pa- a Jackie, Pablo Lorraine made a movie called Jackie with Natalie Portman, and yeah. he hated that too. Yeah, and he was like, that should not have been made. They, they were both terrible. I didn't thing. see Jackie, um, and I don't necessarily care about either of these women personally. Mm-hmm. I just thought the Spencer movie was like a really cool. A, a, an interesting approach to actually telling the story that's now not that interesting considering our overexposure to it. Right. I just stylistically thought it was a well-made movie and I thought for sure Kristen Stewart was very good. Yeah. And there was a time where she was going to win that Oscar and now I don't think that's going to happen. He was weirdly hung up on Coda too. He was like, Coda's my D pick. Yeah. He's like, I think that's going to, he's like, people might start talking about it. There are two non-English movies in the best picture race this year, which is, yeah, that's one, a bit of a hurdle. The other one's Drive My Car. Drive My Car, right. 
And is that a what's his name? Murikama? I don't know. Her, uh, Hiroki Murikama. Maybe that sounds familiar. Yeah. He's like a very strange novelist. Oh, okay. Right? Some oh, very like Yeah, him. Do, he directs movies now? No, I think the story might be Oh, Drive My Car is maybe his book. Yeah. I gotcha. I don't yeah. know. I but don't I'm know the first positive. thing. I've heard both of those movies are very, very good. I got a lot of work to do, actually. Hmm, yeah, we got to dig in. Yeah. We got to yep. start watching some Oscar movies. Uh, maybe King Richard will be my next one. I still want to see Belfast, and I'm like mm. waiting for Licorice Pizza to stream. Man, me too. That and Spider-Man. I'm like every every day, I'm like looking to see how I can watch either. Well, there's movies. a part of me that's starting to wonder, when can I just go see Spider-Man in a theater? Like... I, the problem is like now there are no restrictions. I do not want to sit shoulder to shoulder with mm. a stranger. But if I picked, I'm on vacation next week. Like if I go at like one o'clock Dude, in the I'm afternoon, on vacation next week too. Sweet. Because like I'm off next week. Yeah. Do you want to go? No, we can't, I can't do it without Jen. I can't go without Becky either. I'm yeah. not sure she's like, she's keen to go to the movies right now. But like. But I feel like a matinee kind of thing. No one. We could go safer. see Licorice Pizza though. Yeah. If it's still, if it's still, yeah, at Park Lane. Because it was at least for a while. Okay. Yeah. You keep me posted. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Because I'd be down. I'm going to recap the first episode of Bel Air. This is a big moment for the show show. Yeah. Oh, man. This is huge. This is huge. Do not screw this up. Oh, no. Oh, God. Put me on the clock. I'm going to recap the first episode of Bel Air. You know what it is. It's on. You know what it is. It's on the cock. (laughs) The first episode, uh, it uh, does not feature our boy. He's not in it, which I guess we knew. So you're going to recap it yep. in three, two, one. Uh, Will is born and raised in West Philadelphia. Um, he is like a straight A student doing great. Everything's good. He's the prince of the area. Gets in one little fight, except there's like guns. And actually, he kind of starts the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom gets scared, sends him to live with auntie and uncle in Bel Air. You know the story. Yeah. Uh, really, really friggin' rich. Insanely rich. Totally. Um, Tell and- us about the cabbie. Uh, oh, the cab is Jazz. Yeah. And so that's his first friend in Bel Air is this cab driver. Um, he goes to like this little mixer, which is for Uncle Phil's um, campaign to run for like, I don't know, DA or something. Yeah, something like that. And uh, I'm, I guess I'm out of time kind of, aren't I? Um, I gave you a minute. Oh, sweet. Uh, he doesn't really fit in. Uh, Carlton's kind of a fucking villain, to be honest. He's yeah. so, he's not nice. Uh, he... Uh, they go to a party together. Will uh, is kind of macking on Carlton's ex-girlfriend. And so uh, Carlton pushes Will in the pool and he can't swim. Mm -hmm. And he's also doing a lot of blow. Crazy. He's doing... um, He's snorting Xanax. It was Xanax the first time. Maybe it might have been Coke the second time. I think it was Coke the second time. It's. I think that's where I want to start. The crazy decision to make Carlton into this. Yeah, I I got Carlton at first. I was like, okay, like Carlton, he's a lacrosse player because I remembered in the show he's like he's cool. He like he's got his boys at school, and they're like corny to Will, but like sure. Carlton's not a loser. Like he's like a smart guy that gets along with people, right? But okay, that's that's a, I guess an important distinction. Yeah, this guy's not a loser either. No, but he's also kind of not corny. Like no, Will he's doesn't not. Will doesn't get him right, but he. He tries to. That's the other big difference is yeah. that like this Will is actually almost a, a he has better manners than the original Fresh Prince Will. Right. But he's still kind of fun. Absolutely. Oh, he's lovely. Like when he, he goes to that party, he's like he's very gregarious. He's making the rounds. He's being nice to people. Yeah. And already everyone's judging him just for not being from there. But right. it's not like he showed up like looking bad. Right. Yeah, just in the same way that like the original Fresh Prince was like, "Hey, Robbie Rob with the job." Like, how's it going? Yeah. Like that that was like very classic. I actually found him to be like really strong as The New Will. The New Will. Jabari Banks is his name. That was no way. similarly to the Jack Reacher question. I wanted to ask you if you thought this guy like had the goods. Because I, do. I mean, it's a really high bar. Will Smith, for all we've said about him, is like the movie superstar of his generation. Right. And so I think the biggest issue with this show is that its very existence seems to suggest that there's this perception that like it's the story of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that is timeless. Yeah. When actually what works about that show is the charm of Will Smith. Right. Like the inimitable, irreplaceable charm of Will Smith specifically. Yeah. Um, And this kid's good. And it is kind of like a universal story. It's just like a fish out of water story. And yep. a lot of the tone is very different. So maybe it'll work. But like it's not the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, of course it's not, right? And yet it is beholden to 
the people. And so you expect him to say, I got in one little fight and my mom got scared. Yeah. And you expect, um, I don't know, references to the Carlton dance or something. Yeah. Which he is kind of doing a funny dance in the locker room when the... Yeah, when the white guy says the N-word a bunch of times. Yeah. I found, like, obviously racism is real, but I found how overt that was to be alienating. Yeah. And, like, that Carlton couldn't understand why Will would be offended by it. Right, was that so was bizarre. a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and there were a few other things. I, like, I, I actually think that it'll be easier to start the show because it's, like, this is a, a rare occurrence where the pilot's actually one of the easier places to go. Actually, that's true. Yeah, because the, the pilot tells a full story, it, un, it, unlike totally. the theme song, which it kind of just tells the story of the theme song. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, but like, it, it was funny because one thing that differs greatly is that Lisa is introduced. Like, Lisa ends up being like his squeeze that he finds in university. I wasn't sure if there was like ever a the show. I don't yeah. remember there ever being a love story in Fresh Prince. And in this, yeah, and it's not. You know, I guess girls are always coming and going. Sure, that's kind of like Will's thing. But like to start that off, like this is his kind of Misha Barton. Okay. Like, like. The, By the way, how about when Ben McKenzie turned up in uh, "I Want You Back"? Loved it. That what was, a small role for him to I'm play. I'm so thrilled to I see him. I yeah. really loved that. He yeah. was really funny. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, that 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 was all that was all fine. I thought I thought it was good. I thought the people were mainly good. I thought the new Jeffrey was cool as hell. Uh, I agree. That's my favorite part. In fact, new Jeffrey is stone cold. New Jeffrey's sweet. Yeah. Um. I thought Jazz being the cabbie was interesting. Yeah, it was a good take. Like, because how else really does he meet him? He's like, he was just kind of friends with him already, weirdly. Right. And but, but it never showed like the. I thought New Uncle was kind of an asshole. Yeah, he was. He was harder than kind of needlessly. But like, also, Will like was pushing back way too hard on him. Like, well, what? He, hey, you can't expect me to be someone that I'm not. Like trying to be. It's like, dude. I agree. And I guess like my house, my rules. Yeah. But there's just a couple of things he says that are mean. Like if I had my way, I'd put you back on a plane. Right. Trust to... me, you wouldn't be here kind of thing. Yeah. Well, but also like I had to move mountains to get you here. Like, am I welcome in your home or not? Because right. like I, if I'm going to like, maybe I'll run away and like you can't stop me because you clearly don't like me. Right. And also it is pretty obvious that he's using quasi adopting Will as a political chip. Right. Yeah. And he kind of gets called for called on for that, yep. and he doesn't really have to answer for it. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I trust him. And it's a weird move to make this like great TV dad character into like kind of a shady dude. Yeah, I, it was funny. Jen actually really liked it too. I liked it. Um, I felt like it ran on maybe a bit too long. I, I totally knew also that they wouldn't have any length chill. I was like, I guarantee this is going to be a, an hour long, and it was fifty nine fifty nine. Yeah. Yeah, it it probably could be a little more comfortable at like the forty minute mark. Yeah, um, couple like couple things I liked the music I thought was cool. Yep, they had like some J Cole. The first scene of him like sitting in the throne, the like right before he wakes up. Mm -hmm. The first lyrics are first things first. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because it came out at a time where like Uncle Phil had just died. First things oh. first. Thing. Um, anyway, so that a lot of, uh, Meek Mill, like the hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. Like, I don't know these songs. That's a big, like the song it's called dreams and nightmares. And mm -hmm. that's actually what the episode was called too. Okay. Anyways, it's really big in Philadelphia cause Meek Mill's a Philadelphia rapper, but also a lot of the Philadelphia like sports teams adopted that as their kind of like, Oh cool. Hype up song. So it was cool that they were, they were giving a nod to that. They're also saying John a lot, which is like a Philadelphia colloquialism, like a city colloquialism. Oh, like I didn't even catch that. G J A W N. Oh. Like it's just, it means like a thing, okay. but I felt like they were using it so much. It probably well, sounded like he was saying joint. Some of the slang worked for me. They really tried to like imbue it with like 2022 slang. Some of it worked for me and some of it was like no cap kind of forced. The no cap thing was kind of weird. Yeah. When he's talking to his mom on the phone and she's like, remember where you we woke up yesterday in jail and like, look at your window now, where would you rather be? And he's like, Hmm, that's facts. Right. I'm like, I, yeah, I, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't, don't talk to your mom like that. I yeah. just like, I think that you asked a teenager, how do we write this a little bit younger? And they right. told you that's facts. Right. We getting Lydia out here. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> that was, was a, it was tricky for me, but yeah. also I think it's fine. And in general, you kind of like, have to include it. Sure. And, 
and I think part of the the goal was like modernize it. Why do it mm-hmm. if we're not like making yeah. it now? Yeah. <clears throat> um, and speaking to the needle drops and the general quality of the script, mm-hmm. and certainly like the house, the set, the the acting was good. I really actually have no issues with the show, mm-hmm. other than that it's kind of lacking a certain je ne sais quoi for me, can which I... it might yet find. Yep. I was just gonna say, can <clears throat> I give you a hilarious nitpick? Okay. And it's actually like, it would drive you crazy if you noticed it. And it was when he gets pushed in the pool. Yeah. He's wearing Jordan sixes All right. on the platform. I love it. He gets pushed in and he's wearing Jordan sixes. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to Jordan ones. And then it goes to Jordan sixes. And then it goes to Jordan ones. Is that a budget thing? Are Jordan sixes... Like, are they damaging shoes and so they used a less expensive shoe? Well, what's the purpose of that? They had to do it on purpose. I have no idea. It was like they didn't think about it on the reshoot or like it was or like there was like a green screen thing that they were trying to work with and he happened to have other shoes on and they were like, maybe we could cut it. But they were very clearly going back and forth between these two very different shoes. That's amazing, by the way. I'm so impressed. It's, <laughs> it, I mean, it, maybe it's an accident, but it doesn't seem to me that like somebody just happens to be wearing sneakers for their big fall in the pool moment. Like, of course, all the costuming is very carefully organized. Yeah. And so this has to have some kind of like, like cinematography purpose. There has to be some maybe kind of reason. Does. But Jen was like, I like I, I she didn't notice. Like, I don't think anyone's gonna. <laughs> Wait notice. a second, Jen didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, That's no. wild. No, no one. It was so obvious to me that there was going between Jordan ones and sixes. <laughs> okay, okay, I see what we're doing now. <laughs> but, but it, I, that's the thing. Like, why do it at all? It's it's not supposed to be like a subconscious nod. It was. It, I it had to have no, been. No, it's a, not a nod, buddy. It's they didn't expect you to know. Yeah. I don't know why they did it, but they right. didn't expect ever in a million years you to notice. Okay, okay. I'm happy <laughs> we agree on that. Yeah. So that's why it's it's a nitpick for me. Yeah. No, it is a nitpick, but that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And now I want to know more. It's the equivalent of like for me, that's the equivalent of seeing a boom mic in Dawson's Creek. <laughs> That's so true. When we uh, when we used to film a lot of like talk show stuff in mm-hmm. school in our like TV class, like all of the stuff that we would learn how to light is basically like a news set. And yeah. so, basically anything else you're watching that is lit the same as a news set, a news set like say David Letterman, um, you get to know how it's done. Okay. And I remember for the longest time, I wouldn't be able to watch news or talk shows without counting how many cameras there were. Huh. And just because like the the fourth wall had been broken for me, yeah. And I think I've kind of worked that out, but yeah. it must be absolute torture to just <laughs> to like just shoes and watch see the show. sneakers everywhere you go. It's like people with perfect pitch, and they, they can't hear a door close without being like, "That's a C sharp." No, you like it because you like it gives you an extra thing to look at. Like in this show, I was like, "Oh, cool! He's got the Nike Blazers on with the with his suit, yeah. fittingly." Like the cool well, and, and the clothes are cool, except like that's another big departure. Like old Will would never put on Carlton's clothes and be comfortable in them. No, it was so weird that, that, like, I think... That's, like, a really big difference about Carlton is that he wears cool clothes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that Hillary Hillary's not an <clears throat> idiot. Yeah. Hillary was, like, a huge airhead. She's actually, like... An influencer. You know, like, an influencer, like, trying, trying for stuff, has, like, a keen fashion sense. Ashley... Now, at first, when I saw Ashley, because she was like, I'm 12. Yeah, she's And I was 12. like, you look like you're, like, maybe 15. Yeah. Um, but in the show, she was actually like a little girl, like in, mm-hmm. in Fresh Prince, she was like, she looked like she was seven or eight. Oh yeah, definitely. Anyways. Are they richer in this show? It seems like, but it was a smaller set. <clears throat> yeah. Like was... they were trying to show that, like it showed the house from the outside and it looked like the white house. Right. But this in, is, in the TV show. this is palatial. Yeah. And if he's this rich from being a lawyer, right. I can't help but think you're not a good guy lawyer. <laughs> yeah yeah it's possible yeah uh do you give it your s i do yeah i think it's actually very good yeah i, I think that i don't i don't know if it has legs mm-hmm. and I, and like i said i don't know if it has that special something yet yeah but i think the actor's good and and they've invested in it and i think overall it's like a high quality production well and actually everything makes a lot more sense like it makes way more sense that he was moved because he got in a fight with a drug dealer that like pulled a, that yeah. he pulled a gun on and the cops like like I think his friend's gonna get murdered. I thought that too. I, I was like, this like really recontextualizes got in one little fight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you got like your face slammed into the pavement. Right, you were this close to getting completely blown away. Totally. 
and he's like an all-star basketball player yeah. and that's a thing and that's kind of why he wants to stay in philadelphia too because he's like i will say when he gets out of jail and his mom's driving him home and he's like wait where are we going and she's like california like as soon yeah. as she picks him up at jail she's he doesn't even get to go home again yeah i thought that was kind of silly. you're going to the airport yeah <laughs> uh but yeah it was pretty good yes and we don't have uh like a will smith uh thing this week because we we're going to talk about the show so right but he was a, he executive produced the show he and this guy morgan cooper do you remember back in 2019 when when some like filmmaker yeah. gotcha made like it was, like, it was like a fan made trailer for like what uh a dramatic fresh prince could look like yeah. and that he's the other executive producer of this show like he struck gold love it making a project and now he works shoulder to shoulder with will smith i would like to see will like interviewed on it I think in general, Will Smith is like making a, a big splash right now, mm. so to speak. I think oh, we didn't talk at all about Kanye or Genius or oh, yeah. Skeet. <laughs> I didn't watch the Genius. Is it out? I think it's out now. Oh, okay. I don't know what to say about, about Kanye's meltdown on the weekend, except for that he just really embarrassed himself. It, oh, was, yeah. it was horrible. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then he's at the Super Bowl with Antonio Brown, who is the Kanye of the NFL. Is that right? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, he's the guy who took his like pads off and just like kind of quit on his team oh. at halftime with, with Tom Brady. Yeah. He was like, yeah. So that happened anyways. It's just all very sad and embarrassing. And like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say, but I, I guess I texted you about it at one point, but uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's the one we can't trust right now. I mean, I mean, we're really playing it safe by saying things like never trust Kanye West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not going to be a whole lot of pushback. I mean, I, I, I trust him in ways. Yeah? Yeah. How? I mean, he's always going to drop a banger on every album that uh, I'm going to get behind. Is that true? He's never had an album without any bangers? I mean, that would be no, pretty, I, I, pretty I, substantial if he had no bangers on an album. Yeah. 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 No, I, th I even think the last album was pretty solid. I thought Donda was pretty good. Yeah, we liked it. And you, That's the thing. He's making a second album. It's called Donda 2. Donda, and you think it should be Donda Donda. It should be called Donda and then, Donda. And then the third one should be Donda Donda Donda. Yeah, why would you not you run with keep that? Keep going on. Yeah. Well, this, this goes into his, like, his is a the graduation saga which mm -hmm. we wish happened it was supposed to be his final album was going to be good ass job and right. that was going to be like the series mm -hmm. that so was going to be college dropout yep. graduation or late, late, late registration. registration graduation yep. and then good ass job mm -hmm. but then his mom died and he did 808s and heartbreaks right his mom died like 10 years ago yeah it was a long time ago yeah. and he did 808s and heartbreaks and then that kind of like I don't think you could have beautiful dark twisted fantasy, which mm. was his um, opus. His opus. I was trying to think of a another time that was his. Uh, I was trying to think of a, an earlier reference where we talked about someone's opus. Right. Anyways, that was his like Sergeant Peppers. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. <laughs> yeah, and he's had a few other ones that were not always awesome. Um, yeah, we've talked about it before. Like, I, obviously, he was like one of the great artists of a time, but like now, it's the sad part. Yeah, it just feels weird that it was like, like for sure it was like 20 years ago when college dropout came oh out. yeah yeah just about uh a little bit after well you could learn all the details if you if you wanted to watch that movie i think maybe i'll skip it because it feels like a weird time right now to put money in kanye's pocket he's mm. having a bit of a weird thing i don't need to exploit that mm. yeah but we can be we can be easy on will smith since he had an achievement this week that's right you know what will smith we're not closing the door on no, you, buddy. No, 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 you're right. Yeah, I'll even give you my ass this time. Hey, this whoa, time. that's a big move. That's right. A week is short, though. Yeah, that's it's right. Only seven days. Seven days from now. <laughs> but good luck to him in the Oscar campaign. Maybe I'll watch King Richard this weekend. There you go. And maybe we'll watch Licorice Pizza this week. Yay. Okay, well, uh, never trust the person you don't trust. Never trust the person you don't trust forever. <laughs> 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 <laughs>